This here is Ferg from the Atari 2600 Game by Game Podcast. And when I'm not playing my banjo in space, I like to listen to the SNES Podcast with your hosts, Greg and George. You sure do have a pretty mouth. NES podcast with your hosts Soul Blazer and George. Hello, everybody. Uh, good morning, or afternoon, or evening, depending upon when you're listening to this. But regardless, we're glad to have you here. This is episode 73 of the Super NES podcast. I am one of your regular host, Greg, and as always, joined by my other faithful host, George. Good evening. It is evening right now. It is evening as we're recording this, but we don't know like when yes. you're listening to this. But well, you know what? It's it's you when you're listening to this. This is it's evening right now. <laughs> I don't care if it's ten in the morning. It just turned into ten at night. Um, so what are you doing up so late? Go to bed. <laughs> Well then, <laughs> um, <laughs> you want to? I don't know. You always <laughs> criticize how I intro things. So, well, on that bright, cheery note, um, um, it was uh, bright enough. Wasn't it? <laughs> um, we're gonna be, ta- yeah, we're gonna, be, we're gonna be talking about a game. Segue, segue. That's actually not that bright. Oh um, yeah, I was gonna say talking <laughs> about bright and cheery. Uh, that's how I felt playing this game. If you couldn't hint at my sarcasm in both like gameplay and also in the graphics. So. Um, oh oh yeah. But I know this game. But I know this game's a favorite for at least one person out there listening to this. So you know, I will say. So I will give compliments like a compliment to the game or compliments to do. So it's not gonna be a complete like you know um, uh, ragging or ragging on things because because we don't do that here. I try not to crap on games. No, I try not to either. But yeah. um, but. I but but there but there is a lot to crap about in this particular case. <laughs> Not to uh, poo-poo on it. We're looking at another um, arcade conversion uh, conversion like in this episode. We're looking at the Super NES port of Pit Fighter, uh, which was a uh, which was originally a which was which was originally an originally an arcade game put out by Atari Games um, in 1990. And was developed by Tengen and published by THQ of the Super NES in March 1992 for worldwide release. Man, the police are very angry at you right now. <laughs> yeah, one of the downsides of living in a city, but Hey, uh, stop playing stop <laughs> talking about Pit Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it, go it's, on. Gonna, it's gonna get it's gonna get worse in a few weeks, like when the uh uh when the window gets open and the AC gets put in, so. Oh man, my AC's already in. <laughs> I wish I could use it. 
Uh, but yeah, well, right now we're freezing, we're freezing our pushes off, so I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to sleep in it. But, uh, um, but, uh, but yeah, speaking about, like, you know, like, being cold, I think these fighters in this game are probably kind of cold, because they have kind of, uh, because all, so, 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 you know, because all, all the fighters in the game are shirtless. You're as cold as ice. <laughs> Um, so anyway, we've already talked about our, uh, uh, so, so we've already talked about, like, Atari games before in the past episode, uh, the Rampart episode. Uh, despite being broken off from Atari Corporation, they continued to make, uh, great arcade games all through the rest of the 80s, like, all through the 90s. And 1990... Including Pit Fighter? Well, Pit Fighter was very successful. <laughs> Pit Fighter was very successful, though, when it came out, for reasons, for reasons that we'll talk about here in a moment. The, yeah. game, the game's popular enough that Konami actually licensed the game for release... Uh, like released in Japan, so they handled the Japanese markets. Um, was this released before Mortal Kombat? I was gonna get to that. 1990 okay. was 1990 was a year in which the, uh, was a year in which truth fighting. Uh, uh, sorry. Um, well, uh, that well that will tie in a moment in which fighting games were starting to become popular, but they hadn't really become the uh, the craze that the arcade market would soon have. The original Street Fighter was already out. Um, and, there were, um, and there were a couple of other, um, what you would call like uh, one-on-one beat 'em up games already out at this point, such as like typed, you know, you know, such as like Violent Fight by Taito and Street Spart uh, by SNK. Um, I'm differentiating, mind you, the one-on-one beat 'em ups between the between the fight and go right style games, such as like uh, you know, uh, such as like uh, Final uh, Final Fight, Double Dragon, etc. But Mortal Kombat was not out yet. Street Fighter 2 was not out yet. Uh, the really big names that you think of for fighting games were not out yet. But the genre has started to gain some popularity. Um, and this was an attempt by um, Atari to try to capitalize upon this growing market with a very unique um, uh, like innovation. And, and, and again, this innovation was one of the reasons that the game was so popular, was so popular like in the arcades. Um, it, uh, it actually used digitized live actors. Uh, they, yep. Uh, it was a pretty simple process, uh, very similar to how a movie, uh, very similar to how a movie was done, and like how like later games such as Mortal Kombat would also like utilize the process. Uh, they hired some, they hired some people, put them in front of a blue screen, uh, had them act out their various moves, um, uh, captured the footage, digitized it, and put it like into the arcade game. Um, so as a result, like playing the arcade game, you had these, you had these very large, uh, very good looking uh, actual, like actual pictures. Uh, actual pictures like the fighters, um, and this was a very, a very, a very new concept at the time. Uh, Pit Fighter was only the second game, uh, the second arcade game, um, to have been released using this, by using this technique. Uh, the first one was the first one was Japanese only game uh, by a company called Home Data, uh, called Rikai Shi, uh, that Chinese exorcist. So, con- okay, then. so contrary to popular belief, Pit Fighter was not the first game to be released with digitized sprites. However, it was the first. However, it was the first one like in the U.S. So uh, was it the first? Okay, okay. I was gonna ask if it, if it was the first fighting game mm. that did, did digitized sprites. Uh, yes, it was. Yep, and it was the first yeah. the first arcade game in the U.S. Period that actually did that. Um, do you have any experience with the arcade version, George? Either either by playing it like on the actual machine or checking out a main? Nope, I, I watched gameplay of it. That's 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 it. Mm. Well, as far as the actual gameplay goes, it's pretty standard compared to like many other like you know fighting games. Uh, you can pick from uh, three different characters. 
uh, you have a, uh, uh, like a Buzz, uh, who's a uh, big and strong ex-professional wrestler, Ty, who's an agile kickboxing champion, and Kato, who's a quick third-degree black belt. Um, and you had, uh, uh, um, during the course of the game, you go up against eight different unplayable opponents, uh, who are the Executioner, Southside, Jim, Angel, CC Ryder, Mad Miles, Heavy Metal, Sherman Eddie, and Masked Warrior. Um, and the game goes through 10 matches, and there's also 10 matches, uh, 10 matches where you have to beat your opponent one on one. And there's also, and if you play between those matches, there's also what's called a grudge match, uh, which is kind of like a bonus round, uh, basically. And then after the 10 matches, you have a championship fight. Um, so uh, the actual the actual gameplay is pretty standard as far as the moves go. You have your you have your basic moves available to you. You fight a punch, a kick. You can uh, punch low uh, or high, or kick high or low. You can do, uh, you can do jump kicks. You can run around the screen, um, uh, like opposed to walking by uh, walking by double tapping the joystick. Uh, there's also there's also special combos that you can do, uh, which are unique to each of the fighters. Uh, but there's also like block moves. So, like I said before, the main thing that made the game stand out was the, 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 the stand out, stand out like was Vigi's graphics. Um, however, uh, the game did not have a very long life, like in the arcade. It was popular enough, but within a popular enough, you know, but within two, three years later, games like Mortal Kombat Street Fighter Two come out. It pretty much like buried this game, um, and it kind of faded from the scene very quickly after that point. Um, there was. There was uh, there was a planned sequel actually. Uh, EGM uh, in 1992 gave a sorry 1993 gave a very full uh, coverage about the Planned Pit Fighter 2 game, uh, which was supposed to be for Genesis uh, of that year, and was supposed to have some new fighters involved on it, and just basically kind of be like a graphical rehash of the original game. Uh, that game never came out, however. Uh, Atari did release a pseudo sequel uh, called Guardians of the Hood. Uh, like in their cage in 1992, which also used digitized graphics, graphics, graphics in the same style as Pit Fighter, but that game was a bomb and very quickly like disappeared from sight, and it never got a home release. Or this game, because of its popularity, got poured to a wide number of systems. Um, it eventually came out, besides the Super NES, the game also came out like on the Amiga, the Armistad CBC, the Atari ST, the 64, MS-DOS, Game Boy, Lynx, Master System, uh, Genesis, and the Spectrum. And some of these ports are just like, yeah. <laughs> How? Why they? Even, why they even decided to even try to put this to systems like the Spectrum and the Game Boys beyond me? Because they look horrible. <laughs> um, so as bad as Super NES version looks in some respects, those versions of them are, you know, those versions are ten times worse. So. Well, of course they are. They're <laughs> way more limited than the SNES. Yeah. So. I, I like don't don't knock it for its limitations. They just didn't know how to properly do it. True. Um, so because of the tremendous history uh, between Atari and Nintendo, which I don't think we need to go about, I go about you go you go in detail in this podcast. But suffice to say, these companies didn't get along very well. Um, uh, Tengen. Did not release any games on ten, uh, did not release any games themselves on the Super NES. Tengen being the uh, home to, the, uh, Tengen being the home the home video game division of Atari Games, but they didn't develop all the port of these games. And the Super NES, they licensed the rights uh, the rights to publish to publish Pit Fighter uh, to THQ, which was a pretty large publishing company uh, during this time period. 
Rest in peace, THQ. <laughs> yeah, they had some good games, but you know, it was ultimately ultimately the rush of bad, um, of bad games versus good that doomed them. I want to I want to say in its like infancy, there were like most of their games weren't too great. Mm. Uh, as time went on, obviously they started publishing better stuff. Right. Um, and then they, then they made a st- stupid mistake and they went bankrupt. <laughs> and now, and, and now, uh, the name has been sold to, uh, Nordic Games. If you didn't know that. So True. there's some modern game stuff for you. But let's, let's go back to the SNES. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. Go back to the SNES. Oh, there was also, there was also a planned port of the game, uh, believe it or not, uh, for the Atari 7800s. Uh, that's been developed late in the system's lifetime. And then uh, they realized that the sound uh, was terrible, and they said, oh god, what is this? Throw <laughs> it in the trash. No, I'm kidding. Well, The, well, the sound was, is terrible. It was more due to the fact that the game was being developed in 1992, and the Link, uh, uh, sorry, like when the 700 was pretty much already officially dead anyway. Were you uh, going to say the Lynx? Well, I, I, I was, but I was, but the game <laughs> did... I was, but the game did come out with Lynx, and apparently the Lynx version is pretty playable, apparently. I actually kind of want to get a Lynx. Am yeah. I crazy? No, I, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I mean the Master, I mean, the Master System game, the Master System version of this game, it, it, you, it at least looks playable, but... I uh, do want to get that version and see how it is. But, um, yeah... Um, so, uh, one other one other big difference with the arcade, one other one other big innovation with like the arcade game was that uh, like that support three players uh, playing simultaneously, uh, which which had to be cut from all the home versions. Of course, You're naturally. Right. Yeah. So, um, so um, and there's also. Um, so if you want to play the game now, uh, um, uh, I don't. Um, it has been <laughs> it has been included uh, like in some like it has been included like in some like arcade collections, um, such as like the Midwayer Arcade Treasure Two uh, from 2004, like for the GameCube, PlayStation Two, and Xbox. And it's also oh, on really? the yep, it's also on the Midway Arcade Treasures Deluxe Edition 2006, like the PC. Um, hmm. So. Um, um, so those games, uh, be warned that be warned that those versions of the games do run a bit faster uh, uh, than the arcade version because it's running a more powerful hardware. Uh, Digital Eclipse wasn't quite able to get the um, you know to get the issues worked out. So, um, but you know a little, a little bit of extra speed in this game is probably okay because it can be kind of slow like in parts. But uh, um, so as the name implies, uh, you are fighting in. You, you, so you're not fighting in pits per se. Pits is a slang term for like an underground like fight, uh, kind of like you know a behind the you know behind the scenes unauthorized, um, very hush hush uh, kind of like a grudge you know, grudge match that goes on. Um, like Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but they, um, so like you're fighting in front of like a large crowd, like in a warehouse. Um, uh, um, uh, the people. Uh, the people will occasionally, at least in the arcade version, the people with the, uh, there are some people, people, people like in the crowd who like run out of, uh, just like attack you every now and then, like weapons, which adds like an added, you would add, uh, would add to add a degree of difficulty. Yeah, this is missing. Thank God it was not in this version. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's missing most of, it, it, yeah, it's missing most of, like most of the home versions. Um, mm-hmm. what was kept in this version of the game, however, was that every now and then, you can throw your opponent actually like into the, uh, crowd. Um, and the crowd, uh, you know, the crowd will push the fighter back. Uh, the, the, the crowd, the crowd push the fighter back out, like the ring, um, like every, uh, after a few seconds, and, um, because they have to be stunned. So, like, last year, because some like cheap hits in. 
There's no way I'd be able to try to do that because <laughs> I was trying to survive the rounds. Right. And, uh, wow. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, as the name implies, uh, you also earn money for, uh, like, winning your matches. Uh, money determined in several ways. There's a, there's a fight purse, which is automatically, uh, set depending upon which match that you're, uh, 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 and going anywhere from like five thousand up to hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Um, hmm. There's the there's the per head bonus, which is only in two player mode, um, uh, which is which is given to you if you deliver the finishing the finishing hit to your opponent. There's also the brutality bonus, which I don't know how anybody, which I don't know how it's calculated, and apparently nobody else does. So, <laughs> um, I guess just basically just be more brutal to your opponent, fighting them. I guess to to rack up I, that money. I, I love very cryptic things in games, and that is sarcasm. <laughs> and you also get an attack bonus from from twenty to hundred dollars for like for any kind of attack that you do, just randomly. So, um, mm. and the money you're. Um, and the money is your score in this game, so that's pretty much how it's used to determine like your um, all your final score. What's really cool is when when you finish a fight, uh, you're on a forklift, and they raise you higher the more money you get. Yeah, that's and nice that touch. is cool. Yeah, like I want to stand on a forklift and, and collect money. Mm. So the Super NES, so Super NES Genesis versions of this game are, are, are considered to be some of the best ports. Uh, the Amiga version is probably the best one, hands down, uh, as far as the actual most arcade faithful. Um, just that many of the 8-16-bit systems that this game was trying to be ported to, like many other arcade games at the time, couldn't really quite pull off the power, uh, pull off the game because they didn't have the power and the processing, processing speed to really be able to handle the game fully. So. Uh, the Amiga being a 32-bit computer system was probably the best uh, ability to be able to to be able to have the most faithful home ports. So Super NES, the Super NES Genesis versions of the games uh, of the game at least like play pretty well. Um, the big difference between them is that the Super NES version has the your characters look better. The graphics, the graphics for the, the you know the graphics like the fighters themselves are are better than are better than they're better than the Genesis version. But the Genesis, the, the Genesis version has like better colors overall, and the background crowd is also like more sharply, like more sharply defined, like that version of the game. Yeah, we actually talked about this uh, a while before we recorded this. Yeah. Um, it's just so weird how different a game can be on a different platform at that time. Well, like I said, well, like I said, in these systems cases, they used the, they use they usually they use different processors. So a company, like the company, would often have two different crews working, like uh, uh, or teams, I should say, working on working on both systems simultaneously. Um, you know, trying to trying to handle the ins and outs of that particular uh, 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 particular system's uh, strengths, like 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 strengths and weaknesses. Um, and, def and it definitely shows in this game. <laughs> um, one curious mission in the Super version of the game is there's no there's no health bar shown. Uh, we're just with uh, 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 like we're like the arcade version and Genesis port, you can see your hit points left. Yeah, the HUD is very limited in this version, which is really weird. I don't know why they so did it's, that. It's all just numbers. Yeah, and letters. it's 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 strange. I, I don't know very. why. I don't I don't don't know why they chose chose to do it that way. 
My only guess is that this game got released internationally. It also got released in, uh, in Europe and Japan at the same time as North America, so maybe they wanted to make it uh, kind of a universal system, but the, but the gauge is universal too, so I really don't know. Um, they were lazy. We'll just say they were lazy. They could have been lazy. Tenkin <laughs> usually did pretty good ports like their arcade games. So I really don't know. It could have been a rush job, but um, yeah. Yeah, like I'm yeah, not like really sure. Um, uh, this also lacks the, this version of the game also lacks the, uh, the uh, um, actually, now that I think about it, you're probably right, George, that like this being a lazy port because none of uh, I was not only, because not only does the version of the game lack that, it also lacks the interactive audience weapons that uh, they were touched upon earlier. And also, and it's also missing, missing three of your eight opponents. Uh, Southside Jim, Heavy Metal, and Mad Miles, like, like our present in this port. You know what else it's missing? <laughs> good music and good gameplay. <laughs> the music in the game is, yeah, it's basic fighting stuff, I guess you could say, if you're being generous about it. I mean, um, it, 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 the music isn't super, super important Yeah. for this, but... It doesn't have. The I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It does not have the good music that uh, that Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter 2 do. Let's just put it that way. Oh yeah. But oh, yeah. yeah, those games have great musical soundtracks. This one does not. Isn't so. it just the same song looped over and over? I think so. I think there's only one. I think there's only one track. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it was pretty obvious. Um, it was pretty obvious that Atari put all their effort, uh, all, their effort in, all their effort in trying to promote the graphics of this game, and really didn't, and really didn't put as much effort like any other parts of the game. Right. So, but uh, um, um, gameplay. Well, it, it, it's kind of hard to say because because I because I remember playing this game briefly, like in the arcades, like it was new because I was, uh, because this game came out right at the time and I was playing about. Uh, uh, playing a lot of games like in their cage, but it's like I, I, I never was a huge fighting game fan, so I just pretty much just played it once for the novelty, and that's pretty much it. Um, and, and, and this week for the podcast is the first time the first time I actually sat down and played like played like any of the home ports, much less a much less Super NES version. And it's like when the game came out, I, when the game came out, I can see why the game would, did well when it came out because. Not only because yeah they did yeah they did the graphics maybe missing like this version of the game but still but still a pretty decent one on one fighting game there are worse it was kind of like the Mortal Kombat at the time until yeah, Mortal right. Kombat came out until and Mortal Kombat it. and Street Fighter Two came out and yeah. pretty much like buried this game all bets but, were off yeah. yeah but I think this is uh, I but I don't think this is the worst fighting game that we played so far in the system George no it's it oh wait mm, I don't know I when I was when I was playing this. I, I kind of wish I was playing Street Combat. No lie. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, on, honestly, I have more... I, like I said, I don't mean to poo-poo this game. I don't want to crap talk it. But, like, I, I think I have more fun playing Street Combat than this game. Uh, I definitely I definitely, I definitely had more fun playing this game playing this game Street Combat. Mostly because... How far did you get in this game? I, I was gonna say, I, I, one of the reasons one of the reasons I thought this game was better was because I actually thought the actual AI was actually like, was actually fair in this game. Like, 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 Whoa, whoa, hold on. Hold on a second. You thought the AI in this game was fair? Yeah. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. What? I thought the AI was very unfair. All they would do is just keep hitting me and hitting me. 
I, I, I barely had a chance to, to fight back. I uh, which the, is really weird because yeah. I saw a video where somebody beat it in nine minutes and completely cheated the system with like one attack. I, yeah, I was gonna say I mostly I mostly just use jump kicks and special attacks like my opponents and opponents say, and because that because that I was able to make it up to, and because that I was able to, um, I was able to make it up to like match six. It's funny how the problem was that I was trying to play this as a fighting game, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the problems like in this game. I mean, like now this game this game does not have the depth of moves or the fighters available to no. you or the combos really that other. Li- fighting games like would have. I mean, so many buttons on the controller, and yeah. you don't do much. I mean, this game's important in the history. Like history, this this game's important in the history of the genre because it's like you know this was one of the very first successful, successful fighting games. And like we said before, for one of the first games to use digitized graphics. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, like use digitized actors, actors I should say. But um, right. yeah, it, it's got as as the case of many other things in life, uh, it just simply got. Improved upon by stuff that came upon, uh, you know, came upon like later on. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, like the port is kind of important because having this type of game uh, come from arcade to go to home and it's one of those digitized actor mm-hmm, yeah. type of things and and have it be a playable game is an important thing. Saying, hey, look, we can do this on these consoles now. Like that's good. That's cool. But. but I, Eh, they probably should try to fine tune it a little bit more. Um, the arcade game seems alright. Uh, I haven't really played it, so I can't really tell. But um, it seemed better than what what came out for for this. Uh, I kind of wish I played the Genesis version to see how that went. But yeah. I'm I'm afraid that it's just gonna be kind of like this. I played the yeah yeah I played the Genesis version like a little bit just to compare it. It's like it is basically the same. I, th- I think Genesis version of the game is like a little bit better to be honest because it has some of the some of the some of the some of the, some of the features that are missing out of the Super NES version that are present in that one. Um, yeah. You know even and and uh, like overall I'd rather have the better the better the better brighter colors and the more defined background graphics as compared to the like really sharp. Uh, fighters themselves, so yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, um, I also played the arcade game though to familiarize myself with that, and just like again, I mean, it's like e- even if the game had been ported perfectly over to the uh, to Super NES, it's still a very basic by today's definition uh, fighting game. I mean, it's just like um, the game does have its fans out there, and I understand why the game has its fans because it does have uh, because. It's just like because, like I said, it's important in the history of the genre, and it's core. And it's core. It's still a basic, fun fighting game. I mean, like you know, if you, um, you know, um, towards towards the bench, towards the bench, um, it's not as complex as Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter Two. There's not as many combo moves to learn. Um, you, there's no hidden stuff. So you don't have to memorize. Uh, I, I, I memorize things. Um, if you just want a basic. Decent-looking fighting game. This game was fine, like in that respect, which is why it provided its fans like to this day. But um, like I said, most of the home versions, because they're trying to get released on inferior 8 and 16-bit systems, uh, well, at least inferior compared to the arcade hardware, just really couldn't pull the, uh, uh, pull it off like very well. So, um, and this. Re- I, I kind of do want to make that argument that it feels a little lazy. It does feel uh, lazy, which is strange because I said before. 
there could be better. They they could have tweaked the fighting and the AI a little bit better. Definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's kind of surprising because Tengen usually makes like good like arcade ports. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we played Rampart before in the past episode, and that was also a Tengen game. That was very well done. Yeah, um, it was a good game. I mean, Tengen usually did. Tengen usually ported their stuff very very well to home systems. I, I I'm not sure what happened in this case. Um, no idea. Yeah. So it was. Uh, it might have been one of those like corporate things. Like, hey, yeah. we need to get this out. We want to make our money. Yeah. Put put this out now. What's taking so long? Get this out. <laughs> it might have been one of those type of things, and right. like that's gross. Um, I will give some event. Um, yeah, so I will give some kudos like, about the options menu, like in this game. Um, you are allowed to select the difficulty rating, which is always nice. Um, so there's three different there's plays so three different difficulty options. Uh, two player mode is still here. Um, you can. I can play in a normal normal game mode or practice game mode, uh, which is uh, practice. Uh, practice is just a simple grudge match. Should you familiarize yourself like with the game? Um, there's 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 a music uh, there's music and sound test. I don't know why you'd want to access that, but it's there if you want to. Um, music <laughs> music test. Oh, you can yeah. play the same one track over and over, huh? And you can tell this game was. Re- Intended for a worldwide release because you can also select very curiously enough uh, something you don't see very often in console games uh, of this time period. You can select the language, like you should, um, you know, and play the game either like English or Japanese. Oh, very helpful. Yes. No, that is that is <laughs> that is as interesting though. It is uh, interesting because, like I said, you know, because you don't see many many games like that around yeah, the time. Exactly. So again. Yeah. So, like so again, it, um, you know, it kind of hints to the fact that it kind of hints, you hint to the fact that this game was like released worldwide at the same time because they're trying to get a. Um, I, I find interesting because, uh, like, I I remember a bunch of PlayStation games having the language selection, and now I'm just thinking about it and saying, wait, why have language selection when? Um, the different territories. When you're releasing it in North America, why put different languages in that version? You know. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know. Whatever. Let's not get into <laughs> uh, that. I just, I it just made me think of PlayStation games right. and selecting languages. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as far as characters go, I thought Ty was the best character. Uh, is that? <sighs> uh, he's uh, he's a kickboxer guy who's very fast. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the guy that really like <laughs> really just makes the game super cheap. Um, but you can't he do has, that. He has a one. I, th- I think that's the guy that has the one frame uh, elbow attack, right, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so you just knock somebody down, and you just constantly elbow, right. and when they get up, they just fall over again. Right. It's like, oh, great. Yeah, that's uh, wow. Uh, also, the game's credit. Uh, 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 there is large, uh, there's, uh, uh, there's large amount of weapons, uh, uh, you know, weapons available to you, uh, like, uh, like, the game. Uh, wooden crates, knives, ninja stars, bar stools, metal drums, wooden barrels, power pills, uh, motorcycles, um, and sticks. Oh my. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, to be fair, the power pill is not really a weapon, it's just more like a, um, uh, 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 like it's more like an, it, it, 
it's more like a super steroid, like you're pretty much invincible to your opponent for like 15 seconds. I was gonna ask if it was like a st- if it was like steroids. It, that, it, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think they work that quickly though in in real life. No, they don't. I could be, I could be wrong, <laughs> but uh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, the weapons the weapons don't really do a ton of damage, but they are useful. So useful, like being able to stand off a distance like your opponent and get some like cheap hits in. So, mm-hmm. um, so they are nice for that. Um, yeah. So we were talking about the graphics. The Super NES version of the game has very good, uh, very good graphics for your characters, but the rest of the graphics are kind of muddy and washed out. Not really all that good. Again, Super NES can do a lot better than this. So. Uh, yeah. Um. When you're selecting your character on that screen, uh, it looks. Pretty good. Yeah, title screen's good. Selection screen's yeah. very good. The box cover's yeah. great. Like you said, um, said you like the picture of the box cover? Uh, no, I have yeah. not. Yeah, great picture there too. So, but they uh, just like you know they get you into the game with all this like you know like very promising uh, like, like promising graphics and the actual gameplay is just like yeah, uh, like it's okay. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, so um. So yeah, so uh, that's just just basically uh, the replay value of this game is probably lim- is probably pretty limited once you actually get good at the game. Like George said, uh, there there's a video of somebody out there going through the whole game in ten minutes. So once you get good at this game, I, I don't think the re- uh, the replay value is probably like probably not that good. Um, I'm actually this game's more fun to play against somebody else. Two player mode probably your two player mode could probably like keep you uh, playing this game you know, for like a while longer. This 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 box art is like super generic. Well, it's taken straight from the arcade game. Huh. So. I like how the SNES uh, box art is missing a crucial detail, and that is the people holding up money in front of the guy who's punching the other guy. Oh yeah, also, true. Yeah. If if you if you look at the SNES cover, um, first of all, there's some weird stuff going on with like the saturation and stuff like that which is weird but anyway um if you took pit fighter out of this and you only had the uh the guy punching the other guy like that uh you could probably photoshop like a generic wrestling game title on it and just say it's a wrestling game because that's what it, <laughs> it honestly looks like that uh yeah probably like you know buzz well buzz is it well buzz is well, Buzz, uh, the beefcake power guy in the game, uh, like, you know, like he, the backstory is like he, the backstory does have him, does yeah, have him like, be, like next wrestler. wrestler. Yeah, so, yeah. but, so, yeah. yeah, you could, you could totally do that. <laughs> um, which is kind of strange. It kind of makes me wonder, like, you might know more about this, George, uh, but I, I, I better have, like, uh, I really haven't like, like I, I really haven't thought about this. I wonder how many people have moved from like boxing into wrestling, like vice versa. Boxing. Well, uh, well, I mean, like, I mean, like, boxing the closest comparison I can make to like you know the kind of fighting that goes on here because the kind of fighting is illegal and it's, 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 it's something that doesn't really happen like in real life. So, uh, uh, the wrestlers don't go into boxing, or or boxers don't go into wrestling. It's more like wrestlers go into MMA or MMA fighters go into wrestling. Yeah, that's probably a very good... Yeah, okay, yeah. But, well, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. true thing. Like, yeah. I mean, that's Brock Lesnar is, yeah. is like the number one example there, but there, yeah. are, there are a few different wrestlers who have gone from there or come from there. Right. 
Yeah. I yeah. Just, I just, bo- boxing would be like boxing is a weird thing to come from. Yes, yeah, post though. I, I just had yeah yeah I just had a brain fart like, about the MMA like for some reason. So, but uh, yeah, that's a better comparison. But uh, no, that's fine. It's uh, <laughs> yeah yeah. But um, so um, yeah. So overall. Um, Final thoughts here. Uh, like I said, like I said, this is an important fighting game in the history of the genre. Um, oh man, we're uh, already in final thoughts. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a fighting game. How much can you say about a fighting game? <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on what kind of fighting. Like, if it was like a Mortal Kombat or, or Street Fighter, you uh, oh, can yeah, go oh, on yeah, for a while. Oh yeah, of course, right. But yeah, um, but, yeah but, but yeah, I, but yeah. But this I, is Pit Fighter. But I was, yeah, but I was just gonna say. Uh, for early, uh, like the early fighting games, you know, fighting games, it doesn't have the it doesn't have the wide variety of moves and characters and combos and special stuff that the, the other games in the genre like would have. So uh-huh. therefore, it's a pretty basic game. Nothing's bad in that respect. It's just that you know it's a very basic game, um, and that's why it has to get. Um, like that's why I think the game still has some fans to this day because the fact that it is a very simple, basic, um, like like not messy, not complicated fighting game. Just like, you know, one-on-one, you get in there, you fight, you move on. But, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I totally understand why this game was very popular, like, very popular when it came out, because especially, like, digitized, uh, I digitized actors, I uh, mean, uh, actually, actually be in the game. Which also extended, which also extended, by the way, like, to the, um, you know, uh, by the way, the digitized graphics also extended not only, not only to the fighters, but also to the background crowd. Uh, there were a number of Atari programmers and uh, programmers people people who could like this scanned in uh, to actually be in the game, you know, in the background, like cheering cheering you on or like throwing money in the ring or that kind of stuff. So um, I think the reason why this was like a, a hit for a while was probably because the violence was more up there because these were, you know, these were like actual people scan quote unquote scanned into right, the yeah, game. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah. just uh, uh yeah. So just violence, like, <laughs> violence sells. Right. Is is the name of the game really in, yeah. in fighting games? And how do you how do you make it more violent? How do you make it more quote unquote realistic? You know, you you get in these people, you take yeah. pictures of them doing things yeah. and put them in the game, and wow, this looks you know more realistic. So that's what kind of that's at least at that time what draws in people for fighting games now now it's like how the combo system works and i don't i don't know i don't know much about modern fighting games yeah yeah i have friends who enjoy the fighting games and like you know the modern ones the modern ones like street fighter 5 and like you know like uh, which has gotten a lot of crap like news like mortal Kombat. uh their main appeal is like you know the number of characters you know, the number of characters that a pod can select from, uh, the combo, you know, the combo moves available, um, and just, like, you know, the, um, uh, you know, the overall feel of the game. Like, you know, does it actually, like, flow well in your hands? Uh-huh. Uh, which is kind of a hard thing to describe, like, verbally, but, um, but, yeah, those are the things, those are the things that modern, you know, the modern fighting game fans are pretty much looking for, but, they, um, but, yeah, yeah. Like, but, 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 yeah, like I said, George, that's a great point, uh, um, the game was very unique when it came out for several for several areas. Something that, of course, Midway noticed 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 took idea and ran upon a couple years later with Mortal Kombat. Um, so this game's important in history, the history of the genre. But um, if you want to play this game today, 
definitely, definitely play the arcade version itself. The home ball. Like yeah. All, like all the home ports are suffering, are suffering, are lacking. Like some like we should perform. I um, do want to see that Master System version though. The Master, the Master System, the Master System version like looks okay actually. I mean, they shrunk down the fighters. They really shrunk down the fighters. The, the fighters in that game. The, uh, like about like it's like six inches tall. It looks like. I mean, <laughs> but, it's, it's the Master System. It's an eight-bit console. You can't. But I don't know how how you're gonna do Pit Fighter on there. They tried, and the, that's interesting enough. The graphics look like pretty good though. Like what it is. Yeah. So I mean, I have no idea how. Yeah. I have no idea how it plays. That's a version I didn't check out, but uh, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just like you know, the Super NES version of this game is is pretty lacking as far as the port. I don't know. I'm not sure if it was Rush Job or Rush Job or the programmers assigned assigned doing it were not experienced, not experienced, experienced with programming on the Super NES or what the no deal idea. was. But the gen- the Genesis the Genesis and Amiga version of the game are much better. But having said that. And now, but having said that, nowadays market, like I said, 2017, you play, go play the game, arcade version is the way to go. Uh, the game's easily playable, maybe, and maybe it's like it's also available in several arcade collections, like I said. So, um, so yeah, I recognize, I recognize the importance that this game had. I recognize, uh, um, you know, you, you know, that was an important milestone. Um, and and, and maybe have some fun with the game. Uh, there are some things to recommend the game for sure, but. Um, Compared to like Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat, ooh, it might be boy. more fun with a. It might be more fun with a body. I want to say. Like I said earlier, I'm quite sure this game has more. Uh, uh, has more like a. Uh, uh, would have some more appeal. Like you're playing, you're playing somebody else. But still, you know how you know how you turn these games into better games, Greg. <laughs> you turn them into like drinking games. Drinking games. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of my plan on on games that are. Not so good. But still, George, I have to ask you: Would you rather play two-player, two-player Pit Fighter, or two-player like Mortal Kombat? Obviously, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's like, yeah, the appeal of this game is limited. I mean, I mean, like I said, no. like I said, the game has its fans still to this day. Um, um, and um, and very curiously enough, uh, when the game came out, that came out, came out, like that came out, it's like Genesis. <laughs> Uh, Megatech magazine in Europe uh, rated this game 27, like a 27, like in their list of like top top Mega Drive games of all time. Really? Which makes you think of how much they were paid. <laughs> I, I I was gonna ask how many games did the Genesis have? Like 50? <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> They're like, you know, well, how did, does that get on the list there? Just, like, either yeah. they weren't really, they weren't really playing games on the Genesis, or uh, or uh, something happened there. Woo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't know about that. So yeah, I don't, I don't um, know either. That's weird. So, um, do you have any other final thoughts uh, like about the game before we move on to eBay? Um, it's. It's an interesting thing. Maybe check it out for five minutes and then put it away and forget about it. Especially if you're a fighting game fan. Uh, 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 yeah, by all means, check this game out if you haven't played it. You, you played it before because you if may- you're if you are interested in video game history or you're really into like history of fighting games or something, like for sure check this out and see what has happened. But also play the arcade version and just like this is you know this is how things were back then keep that a mental note um (laughs) like getting 
the arcade experience at home was difficult um, until like the generation after or right maybe even no generation after well, but, um, well by this generation by, by this generation the 16 bit systems were starting to do pretty good arcade ports not perfect but very good arcade it depends ports on what cases. game it was because a lot of there were some right. arcade games that required like special hardware or yeah. something or or they just did too much and the SNES version or whatever version the the home version had to be toned down or right yeah yeah we, I think we kind of talked about this on uh one of the past episodes we did it really wasn't until the 32 bits uh, systems came out that you had to have like really perfect arcade like arcade ports and very rarely you'll find that one game that is better than the arcade version and that is UN Squadron <laughs> which is actually pretty true I I enjoy the SNES version of UN Squadron much better uh, than the arcade version there's probably a couple yeah there's probably a couple of Super NES games that I see would probably like I know better than the arcade version, but uh, yeah, yeah, but, but uh, yeah. So anyway, um, um, because this game is not very, very well liked, uh, the the reviews on this game uh, online are absolutely horrible. Uh, That's not surprising, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, you can get this game for pretty cheap on eBay. <laughs> of course. Um, oh, I have. Pit, oh, I might as well just sell it for for a dollar. It's not that cheap, it's pretty bad. Um, there's plenty of copies of the game available. 65 copies currently that currently listed, listed, 28 copies that recently sold. Uh, you can have a cart only, a cart only in the game for anywhere from like four to eleven dollars. I'd actually pay that much just to have it on the shelf. Yeah. And then somebody can come over and say, What the heck is this? And I'll say, Oh, yeah, here, pop it in for five minutes and see how far you can get. Um, if you're a collector, see, I copies or copies are copies are copies are uh, very affordable also. Uh, they, uh, they sold anywhere from 1250 to $20. That's actually not too bad. And there was even a sealed copy of the game that sold for 70 bucks. No, thank you. <laughs> That's not, no, I, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, factory sealed still. Uh, mid condition. You got okay. So sometimes you need to watch out. Um, I don't know why I'm just bringing this up now, but uh, you need to watch out with some of these sellers because sometimes they will get a good condition CIB and then seal it themselves. True. Yeah, there's several. Some shady crap. Yeah. Yep, going uh, on with uh, that stuff. If you're interested, uh, there are. If you're interested in this, there are several. There are several very good videos. Uh, videos out there which show exactly what the factory scene with Super NES games uh, looks like and that kind of stuff. Uh, to have to protect yourself. I bought some like PS2 games before, um, where it didn't have that security strip on the side. Mm, curious. Uh, but it was sealed. But like, what's interesting was the case was like in perfect condition game was in perfect condition so i don't know like what kind of seal it was i don't know if it was it didn't look like it was used because everything was like in super like it, it was like super new condition so i don't know what that was about that's and, why uh, that's yeah. why yeah that's why personally i, I think sealed, yeah that's why personally i think seal games collectors are nuts because it's like how do you actually you know even with all these precautions to them, it's very. It, to them, it's it's somewhat easy to figure out. It's like um, 
It's like those people who are really into buying like Game Boy games or Game Boy Advance games, and like, oh, this Pokemon Ruby is only like ten dollars. Wait a second, and they look at it. It's like, oh, this, this, and this are wrong on the. Actually, I can kind of point that out too now. Yeah. But um, you could like look at the motherboard. You can look at um the like the label like what the plastic looks like there there are people out there who who can tell just by looking at the plastic it's crazy but um yeah yeah hey if you're like if that is your hobby like you will get into it and you will figure you know eventually you'll pick that stuff up saying oh wait this is a um this is like a bootleg or or a fake because the Nintendo logo on the motherboard is wrong, or it's in the wrong spot, or it's just like, man, like that is so cool that you know that, but you have experience, my friend. Um, oh man, <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, my favorite part about buying PlayStation games is finding some of them factory sealed, right? Like literally factory sealed, like you know that security thing and everything. Yeah. Um, and they're like cheap, so like I got. Chrono Cross factory seal for like 15 bucks. Wow, that's a great price. Uh-huh, and I found uh, I want to say Siphon Filter 2 and 3 or maybe just 3 was sealed or something like that. Um, and that was actually cheap. Like all, th- I, I think I bought all three Siphon Filters and they were pretty cheap. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, people, people can be terrible. Uh, they can put out fake stuff or they can put out use stuff and make it look like it's factory sealed um so be careful with that i haven't encountered too much of that kind of stuff but uh there are people out there also if you're buying cartridge stuff make sure it is legitimate uh there are a bunch of sites out there i can't think of anything off the top of my head but i know there are a bunch of sites out there that uh can help you uh figure out if a game is fake or not true yep yep yeah uh, there's even there's even still there's there's even still available like available for sale on some Super NES games because I've talked about this before like the bad pod but of uh, like the past episodes uh, there are still some shipping crate boxes of games that, of games of games that go for sale every now and then uh, mm-hmm. actual actual unopened actually actually unopened shipping boxes of like you know six games uh, copies of the games like so in fact uh, which is uh, crazy yeah yeah which just came to uh, that biggest. Because of course that's how the games get shipped to the store, and then like the, the stores mm-hmm. open, the stores open them up and like take out the games. So, but yeah, Space Invaders. Is I that remember. because of like they were forgotten or they just didn't get out on shelves or what? Probably a combination. Like, like for example, like for example, I remember, like for example, I remember like one of them that happened. One of them I remember seeing this for Space Invaders. And Space Invaders probably was not a huge seller, so yeah. Um, just like you know, yeah, it's like you know this. Uh, um, it's not like um. Uh, this is not like, yeah. It's not like this is not like the pre the pre crash days, in which like games were way like way overproduced and produced and, <laughs> and, yeah. and resulted in like new games being sold for nine cents like twenty years later. But uh, but certain games were over, but certain games were overproduced for one reason or another, and then they just got like sealed away and forgotten about. So I uh, um, I want to say that stuff doesn't really happen nowadays because of like being able to track stuff easily on the machines in your store or whatever yeah but, uh, yeah, like yeah I feel like that doesn't happen really much anymore uh, yeah on the contrary a lot of companies uh, a lot of companies will underproduce games I'm uh, looking particularly like a Jew Atlas oh yeah oh yeah Ugh, but 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will not this game by in the first month because you're uh, uh, first month of release because you won't find it again after that point. And <sighs> if you want to buy something from Nintendo, um, they've been recently terrible with this. Like, oh they, yeah, they are like the underproducing like company <laughs> of the world, um, especially with the. Uh, NES classics. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And they yep. And they, they stopped putting them out here, which is great. <laughs> well, so now you see people selling them for like four hundred bucks or something yeah. on eBay. Yeah, I like, wanted wonderful. one, but I couldn't find one. So I couldn't buy one. But I was like, you know, like you you like just gave up, gave gave up on it. And well, I was actually interested. I was thinking about buying one for the for the parents, but uh, I'm not paying like. 200 bucks for one. And relevant to the podcast, it does look like a, uh, uh, um, uh, it does look like a Super NES Mini's coming out. you coming out. you coming later on this year also. Really? Which I, which I think is going to happen. Which, which I think is going to have the exact same thing happen to it. You know, like underproduced and you know, underproduced and hard to find. So, I want to see what games they put on that. Uh, if they do the same thing as they did for the Mini uh, and get like third party companies uh, like involved also, there could be a very good selection of games. Uh, 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 like on that thing. Because uh, I know they kind of made some weird selections for the NES Classic. Well, I thought the NES Classic uh, Classic had very good games. Uh, they're, they're really but they, they made choices like Castlevania 2. Which well, is Castlevania 2 is a cult favorite. So like, uh, I like the game a lot. So, you know, um, uh, yes, I would defend that being on there. But uh, there's, really, there's really only a few games, a few games on that thing that kind of think are kind of weak. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah, if the Mini does come out, Super NES Mini does come out, I'm curious to see how many games I would probably have. I'm thinking probably maybe like 30 games, probably, but, you know, that, you know, because Super NES ROM sizes are not that much bigger than NES sizes, so they probably can cram in, cram in like a pretty good selection of stuff. Thinking about it now, I think they might have stopped production on the NES Classic, maybe because of the modding on it which was so easy because all you had to do was plug something into the USB port yeah. and that's it <laughs> yeah yeah there's really nothing differentiating the NES Mini from any of the other like, like third party uh, third party uh, uh, systems, systems already out there that also do that also do NES emulation so uh, the main appeal to it was just the fact it was like official so but uh, but anyway uh, so anyway, that's our game for this episode. Uh, we uh, we thank you very much for tuning in to us. Uh, uh, next time on the podcast is still TBA. I hate doing this, but um, we we're trying to line up some more guest hosts coming onto the podcast. People have, people have expressed interest. It's just a matter of just about trying to shenangle them into their busy schedules and busy lives to be able to make time to come on here with us. So um, we may have a guest episode for you coming up next. Um, if not, uh, if not, the game, the game that we're going to be looking at um, is going to be another arcade port. Uh, in this, in this case, in this case, a game I didn't even know existed until about a week ago. So I'm very, very curious to find out how to find out how the Super NES port of the game plays. Uh, we, uh, they were going to be looking at Operation Thunderbolt, uh, which is the more uh, obscure sequel to Operation Wolf, uh, 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 the classic, the, the classic behind the person sh- uh, uh, sh- uh, shooting game by Taito. So the Super NES version of the game has very distinct differences to it, which I think would be very interesting to talk about. Um, so can't wait. <laughs> so that's so that's our plan. If we're so that's our plan. Like we're only able to have a guest host. Uh, 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 
uh, like the next episode. So, but, but, but stay tuned in. We got some stuff coming up for you uh, pretty soon. That should be like pretty interesting. So, you can contact us on our Facebook page. Uh, we'd very much appreciate you going on there and liking us and also commenting, like commenting like about stuff, like whatever. Um, you can also check us out uh, like on iTunes. Uh, radio reviews out there are always highly appreciated. Or you can also feel free to email me directly about questions, comments, suggestions, etc. to the SMES podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, George and I also do another podcast together, PlayStation Power, which is not family friendly. Uh, we've covered PlayStation 1. Uh, in place of two games, we just finished our most recent episode, Flavors of Final Fantasy VIII, which is a favorite game of mine. Good game, definitely. And, and uh, George, what other what other podcast and stuff do you do? Oh man, what else do I do? I do Master System Masterpieces, where uh, we recorded an episode and then it went south. So now we're <laughs> re-recording uh, soon. Um. Yeah, that's 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 an interesting episode. Uh, I will get that out as quick as possible because it's been a while. But I also do uh, the box fort, which is, you know what? You should probably not listen to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is it is nowhere near family friendly, um, not at all. But uh, we just sit down and talk and have fun and turn our I want to say turn our brains off, but that's not true. Um, it's more like we just don't care and we just talk about whatever. <laughs> um, and that's that's what makes it fun. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, though, if you're interested. That's at Mr. Chief, M-I-S-T-U-R-C-H-E-E-F. Uh, if you're also interested in this, uh, I do streaming. That is the same name, same spelling on platforms that include uh, YouTube, Ustream, Hitbox... Twitch, I think that's all of them. Um, work is kicking my butt, so I haven't been streaming too much, but the last game I played was uh, Mass Effect, trying to go through the series, and that has been fun and frustrating. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's I want to say that's about it. Find my podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, out, almost anything, apparently. It seems like a lot of uh, third-party websites or whatever are picking up my podcasts. Uh, Greg, you should actually look into going on other platforms as well. Yeah, I should. As soon as time like allows it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, we always uh, we always appreciate like support. Uh, thank you very much for listening like to our stuff. Um, uh, and we will be coming coming to you again soon with another episode. Um, so thank you. So thank you again as always for your support and uh, take care all. Good night. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep from power.